Welcome to the first episode of Pioneer Cast, the podcast that champions inspiring people driving innovation and change in their organization using Workplace. I'm Anahid Bastanjan, Global Lead for Client Experience Programs at Workplace from Facebook, and I can't think of two better guests to kick off the series than Daniel Davies and Dub Lee from Honest Burgers. Thank you for joining me today, guys. How are you? We're great. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, fantastic. Really great to meet you, Anahid, and thanks for having us as your first guests. Oh, I'm excited to have you. Thank you so much. So for anybody who is unfamiliar with Honest Burgers, let me give you a little bit of background. Honest Burgers restaurant was founded in the UK in 2011. And from day one, they wanted to make the best British burgers on any menu anywhere. Now, with so many restaurant locations under their belt, they're not only innovating the world of burgers, but also the way they communicate and interact with their employees. Honest Burgers have created bots to enable employees to work out how much they're going to get paid. And they're also upskilling employees to take on additional job opportunities within Honest Burgers via bots. But not only that, they're even hosting live videos that keep every single employee updated every step of the way. And Honest Burgers has taken significant measures to connect its teams using Workplace during these uncertain times. Now, as we all know, organisations throughout the world have been impacted by lockdown restrictions as a result of the pandemic, and this has been particularly prevalent in the hospitality sector. Today, I'll be chatting to Daniel and Dub about how automation has helped their organisation in these challenging times, and I'll be getting their advice for any listeners who are considering implementing bots in their own workplace instance. So, Daniel and Dub, could you tell our listeners a little bit about yourselves, your roles at Honest Burgers? Um, let's start with you, Daniel. Yeah, so I'm Engagement and Communication Manager. Um, so my role is essentially to look after the look after the Honest community, and there's a, a particular focus on on our frontline teams. So, um, one of the biggest areas of that role is is being essentially the Chief Workplace Officer for. Um, for Honest Burgers, so ensuring that our workplace strategy um, matches up with our people's strategy and that workplace continues to provide as much value as possible to, to everyone at Honest. Fantastic. And what about you, Dub? Yeah, so I just stepped into a brand new role at Honest. I um, am now the systems architect for Honest Burgers because we find that a lot of systems um, take uh, a, a lot of autonomy away from frontline people and building bureaucracy and we're trying to completely blow that up using workplace by building systems that put autonomy back into the people that actually can make an amazing experience for our customers um, back in their hands and that's what I do for a role which is awesome. So your team at Honest Burgers have always been ahead of the pack when it comes to using automation. But how did you approach a uh, change from initial exploration through to how you use bots today? Could you tell me a little bit about that, guys? And I think when we, you know, first dipped our toe into bots and automation, we were like, OK, what are the things that don't make people enjoy work? What are the things that they hate doing in their jobs? And how do we try and make that as enjoyable, seamless, slick, or completely invisible and get rid of it from someone's job entirely? And we wanted to make sure we were reducing the amount of time that was wasted on these processes that didn't necessarily add value or sort of were a drain on people's day. 
And we did this through loads of different bots that we've built. We have our collaborator bot, which does um, all of our sort of one-way communication because we know that the majority of people that are using Workplace on our front line, they're using it to talk to each other on their teams, in their team chats, in their group chats, or one-on-one -on -one chat. They're not necessarily focusing on the feed all the time. So when we're doing really important comms, we have you know a live stream, then goes gets edited down, goes into a post, then we follow that up again with a message through the chatbot so that we know that we're getting people wherever they are and what they're looking at. We tried to explore tying other systems into our bots. So now we're in the process of building our own HR system because that enables us to have all this information available and we can use that information in workplace to personalize those experiences even more. Also learning through Honest College. We started off looking at our learning management system and all the learning management systems out there and they're all just ticking a box. It's all about compliance. It's all about proving to an auditor that these people have completed this training. But how do you know whether or not they actually do those things every day? So instead, we use Honest College to deliver bite-sized training when you need it. And when you don't, you know, when you've got a little bit of downtime, you can have those little nuggets. Um, you know, a little two-minute quiz to bring stuff back to the forefront and really bring that stuff alive. And that was our initial goal with Honest College. And now we've had to completely build this incredible end-to-end -end experience of upskilling our teams. So we went from a restaurant business to a deliver-only business overnight. So how do you, what do you do with all of those waiters that you don't need in a delivery-only business? So we upskilled 150 waiters to be chefs and we ran that entire program through Honest College. So marrying the online learning with face-to-face -face learning and the once you land in a restaurant, here are the things that you need to check and, and put into practice because if you don't use this stuff, you're going to forget it. And then all of the like process automation, you know, Ops Lada is our place where our operators go to get stuff done. So now we started off with like ordering things from our kitchen, like chef's t-shirts or menus and collateral like that. And now you can record overtime, you can submit absences, you can order um, new marketing materials for your restaurant. You could check uh, what your sales were yesterday. You can check what your sales are so far today, all through this bot. It's a, it's a clever little guy is Ops Lada. That's unbelievable. And it's so inspiring to hear like where you started out, maybe bots were a nice to have something you're dipping your toe in the water and right through lockdown, it's become a strategic priority for you guys. So uh, kudos to you. It's amazing. I guess in a lot of instances, automation is considered in relation to creating operational efficiencies. And um, you've mentioned a lot there, but is there value in using this to improve and enrich the employee experience? And if so, how? Absolutely. And that's where, you know, we like the, this idea came from of Honest 2.0. How do we rebuild Honest to make a better version of Honest Burgers? Because we could see the our competitors that were going out of business and the things that they had that we didn't have, and it was things you know like um, paying people just as much as you could get away with paying people or you know, not investing in uh, bringing people along for the ride with you and getting their buy-in, not making sure that people had the autonomy to be able to you know, comp something on someone's bill if they think they haven't had a great experience or if they think they really should try the Chipotle mayo with their onion rings because it is the best Chipotle mayo you've ever had. It is, it is. Little plug there. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, all of these things that we need to give our front line the autonomy to 
have ownership over that customer's experience. And we need to give our managers the autonomy to over their people experience. You know, why are we deciding what someone should get paid centrally when you know as a manager that person uh, deserves a little, you know, a 10 pence more an hour than somebody else? So we've, you know, we've really taken our entire business model and, and changed it. And we couldn't do this, we couldn't have all these massive variations across hundreds of employees and tens of restaurants if we didn't have automation to keep track of everything. And that's, you know, the, the amazing stuff that bots allow us to do is that we would need a head office of 150 people to keep track of all of this complication that we're adding because we're giving those people the power to make their own decisions instead of us making it centrally because it's easy for us to process 700 of the same thing versus 500 of completely different things. Mm, definitely. And I think with uh, with the resource being less because of automation, you know, we don't we can spend our time focusing on bigger picture things. Once we've we've taken away some of that administrative stuff, what can we build? What can we do next? And I think that's really been the the mindset that we've we've reached through, especially through coronavirus and especially focusing on automation. So a couple of big examples for me would be what we've done, as you mentioned earlier, in terms of creating new jobs for, for people at Honest Burgers. So we've launched a new, a, a new experience, a new bot experience that, that is powered by, by automation and run through Workplace called Craft Exchange. And that, you know, before COVID, we were spending hundreds of thousands of pounds each year on external suppliers doing doing everything from sign writing, couriers, IT stuff, gardening. You know, for us, it was a perfect time to look at what those contractor jobs are and actually trying to find a way to give those jobs back to our front line, especially as many of them were looking for additional income. And many actually had those skills already. We just hadn't asked. And what automation has allowed us to do is build an experience through a bot where managers can book skilled craftspeople and then through the bot they can book the job a craftsperson can accept it and then they can get paid for it as well and that's all integrated with, with payroll and not only that there's a learning experience bolted onto that as well so as we scale as we need to tailor it and adapt it and as we launch new skills onto craft exchange that scalable process is is really straightforward another example a recent launch is um is People Guardian. So uh, that's a, a, another chatbot which was created to support our frontline through through the challenges they're facing. So we understand that the, the pandemic has had a massive impact on, on everybody, but we also recognise that probably the people who are struggling most in our business were our frontline. So we've built People Guardian, which is a, a mental health chatbot, which people can use either with issues they're facing at work or outside of work, and it's, you know, it's because we needed to provide a support service that, that everyone could access 24-7, whether they're finding it difficult to have an important conversation with their manager, they want advice on how to approach them, something serious has happened and then they're not sure how to deal with it or, or who to talk to, or, or maybe they're just feeling a bit, a bit rubbish. People Guardian's there to, to help our people understand and, and work through those processes and get to the bottom of what's going on in their head, what's going on in their heart. And it's, it's all anonymous. It's all without judgment. So a couple of uh, examples from us of just things that we would not have been able to do if we'd have been focusing our head office function on processes and admin. If you're a, 
a person on your on our front line in our in our old world you had to go through your manager or through payroll to update a lot of this stuff and it's that's not an efficient use of the resource that we have you don't become a restaurant manager because you love doing the admin you become a restaurant manager because you love driving sales leading a team delivering the best customer experience getting out there doing local marketing and and you know really growing a business. So we've launched a new PA bot that is anyone's PA. You can ask it to update your bank details. You can ask it to update your address, your phone number, your email address. You can reset passwords. You can get your till code. You know, all of these little niggly things where you need a little bit of information. Let's say that you're going to cover a shift as a shift runner in another restaurant. You can ask the PA bot, what is the What's the safe code or the alarm code um, for this restaurant? We can see that you're on the rotor for that restaurant and we'll give you access to that information. So, you know, you don't need to do these, these long handovers before you take over the restaurant. Or if you're a new restaurant manager, you want to update something on the website, you know, you can do all these things through this PA bot and, and give you access to that, which, you know, just frees up so much head office capacity and restaurant manager capacity because our teams are able to do all these things themselves. And that's, you know, giving people ownership and accountability over that stuff. There's stuff like at the end of day, we have a checklist of closing our restaurants and the tasks that people need to complete. We've just completely automated that process. So we have a bot that shows you the, the tasks and whether or not they've been completed and who completed them. Then you just go in there, you can put in your tips, refund, covers, and things like that. See the timesheet, the clock in, clock out information for your team. So you can, you know, just check everything before you go to bed and make sure that you can sleep easy. All on your phone, you don't have to go into the back office, dig out the laptop, you know, and, and, and have a look at six different systems. We've pulled all of that information from those systems. We just present it to you in a way that's really easy for understand and, and you can check it and make sure it's okay and then the the huge thing for our central support team and our you know the center of our business for the last couple of months has been furlough and covid and we took the opportunity for coronavirus that the whole of our you know the government is saying don't make unnecessary journeys don't use public transport at right at the start of the pandemic and we were like oh my god how do we we have how do we run our business we've got all these people um and they they, they don't live anywhere near our restaurants. So we we took a bot, put a bot out to say, hey, what's your postcode right now? Because we know that people were gonna be moving around the city. They didn't wanna live in their rented accommodation with 12 other people. They were like, no, I'm gonna go stay with my friend. Our current our HR system at the time didn't allow people to be able to update that information really quickly and easily. So we, we couldn't rely on that information. So we sent a bot out saying, what's your postcode? We collected all of that information. We're like, hey, how are you feeling about coming to work? Do you want to come back? Are you feeling really nervous? Do you desperately need to come back to work because being at home is, you know, twisting your melon? Um, and you want to make sure that, you know, you need work to, as a rock to hold on to during these crazy times. So we could help deploy the people that wanted to come back and those people that had the skills. And using that postcode information, we were able to deploy every single person to a restaurant that was uh, within a 20 minute cycle from where they lived. And that was like our guiding light. So we, we used, like we made a heat map of every person <laughs> and where they lived and what skills they had and every honest. And we could, you know, work out the distance so that no one was having to travel more than 20 minutes on a bike. And now we're like, after, you know, people are allowed to move around the city again, we're like, 
how do you feel about the fact that you're in a brand new restaurant? Would you ever want to go back? And the majority of people are like, no, I really like having the ability to walk to work. I don't want to get on the tube. Um, I'm enjoying the fact that I get an extra hour at the end of the day, you know, to see my kids before they go to bed or um, hang out in the pub with my friends because, you know, they can come and see me at work and whatever it is. It's been a, a real game changer for us. And I think like we've really bought a lot of goodwill through listening to people and, and trying to um, make their experience honest as, as good as it can be through the tools that we've built. I'm thinking about some of our listeners who don't do any bots. Like, I don't know even what a bot is. Can we go back kind of a little bit more to the start of, you know, how did you initiate the bot process? How did you learn about bots? What made you look into that? I mean, obviously, you've talked about all the efficiencies it's brought now and all the different ways that you use bots. But how did you even start? Small steps, I would say. The bot journey is, there's there's definitely... A learning curve but to get onto that learning curve you don't need to know how to code you don't need to know html or anything like that you don't need to know the the complicated stuff to get started you just need to take that first step and get a bit of confidence and then that confidence will carry you into the next the next stages where you can be- begin to look into the more complex processes where you add integrations you work with apis and and what have you but to actually get started you know doing an announcement bot or doing a birthday bot or anything like that like you don't need to know how to code so anyone can do it and i think the value that you'll get even with those early bots will show you and show the stakeholders around you that there's there's value in automation and that there's opportunities to explore yeah that's 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 where we started, I think. If you think about your bots as, you know, how would you text your friends? I mean, me and me and Dan have constant debates over whether or not you should put full stops in, in bots and things like this. Because, like, it's, you know, if you're, you know, what's the mode that you're talking to people in? And if you're going from a really, like, formal post-article sort of world into a bot world and you you move the way that you're writing into that bot world, you immediately, it's quite jarring to a lot of people. So, you know, we have an amazing partner in in the bot platform that help us not just from a technical perspective with things that we want to do. They have so many, you know, amazing people that will help you build a solution that will work for your business. If you've ever heard one of our co-founders speak, Phil, he's like the bad boy of hospitality. He's like <laughs> constantly uh, trying to change things. And I think, you know, we, we just have that, that stripe in us. But it really is not just about, you know, breaking the mould and, and shaking the tree. Bots can just help you have a, a personal connection with someone and help someone take someone on a journey so that they, they understand what they're, they're trying to do. And as long as you come at it sort of with that, humble mindset I think you're you're set up for success we're talking about all the amazing things with bots and I I agree bots are amazing but there's had to have been challenges that you've you've come up against what were they and how did you overcome them or how are you overcoming them Uh, I guess in relation to bots as opposed to the problems you're trying to solve with the bots one of the biggest things that we have is uh, the amount of times people will, they'll design a bot flow in their head and, uh, and they're like, okay, so I want this and then I want a checkbox and I want people to be able to pick certain options or like, can't do checkboxes or I want to do this and I want to have a video and all this is like, oh, it doesn't quite work like that. So I think making sure that you're, you know, you're, you're managing your stakeholders so that they understand what a bot can do and what a bot can't do. And the... 
Um, I think that we're, we're, we're now getting there because now if someone wants a new process or wants to, you know, implement something in Honest, bots are the first thing that come to their mind, which is a great thing because it means that half the, half the work is done. Like they know it, they want it to be a bot process. But the problem is that they, they are not necessarily they're familiar with the lingo and the, 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 the stuff that you need to have to, to, to enable a bot flow to actually sort of work. They can have that conversation with someone in their team that understands the process and understands that operation really, really well and really in depth and can help nudge the head of or the director to, towards what is going to work for, for both of them. And, and you're immediately, you know, having a better stakeholder relationship. You're not having to say no. It's much more collaborative that way. It sounds great. I love the knowledge sharing aspect of, you know, you guys are obviously the oracle of the bots, but uh, sharing and having to now share a job with your broken hand. We need a, a bot to how to fix your hand bot. Yeah, exactly. What advice would you give to anybody, um, any of our workplace customers who are considering experimenting with bots for the first time? If you if you knew now what you didn't know at the start, like what would you tell them? Just do it. Just do it. Even even early on, it's quite easy to prove return on investment, I would say. Because bots are very sort of singular processes. You can really track that process from end to end and put it back on on time versus resource. And I think that is a that it allows you to get those wins really easily. And I think it, it it's an, it's a good way of being able to convince stakeholders that something is is worthwhile. It's just being able to put numbers on a on a page and say here is the return. And I think actually even when you're starting out, it doesn't take that long to prove it. So just get going. That's great. Everybody loves ROI. <laughs> any any more to add to that, Dub? The biggest fear I think a lot of people have is I'm not a computer person. I'm not a coder. I, I, I don't know what a squiggly bracket is. Like you, you don't need to. You do, you do not need to know how to code. There are brilliant no-code solutions out there. We use the bot platform because it's, it's super simple, super easy. Um, if you want to show someone how to build a bot, I don't think there's a better easy way in to building bots. You know, we go away, give them a problem, and they'll come back within a day or two and be like, Okay, we think this is how you can fix it, even if you don't know everything, and they will show you how to do it, and and that is amazing. And I, I totally agree, like with the ROI thing. Like we we built a bot to record remakes, so every time Deliveroo or Uber take a little bit too long to get as a rider because the weather's bad or because they're busy, the traffic, whatever it is, delays happen with any kind of logistics. We have to remake that burger because we don't want to give the customer a bad experience. So we remake the burger. We've got a bot that records every time we had to remake a burger. And I think that bot flow pays for our bot platform subscription uh, in the refunds that we get. And it's completely like, it doesn't cost us any money in terms of like sending those emails or making those requests. They, they're just automatic. And, you know, you can really, really quickly um, build up a return with, with something like that. Oh, fantastic. Well, big up the bot platform. They're absolutely fantastic, um, the team over there. So my last question, in relation to workplace, what is next for Honest Burgers? Oh, so, I mean, this is it's a big, it's, it's quite a bold claim, but this is, the, this is the aim. We don't want to have any other tools for our frontline teams to use. The idea is everything 
all of the systems that we have sitting in the background, like Dan said about making the complex simple, we want to make sure that as a frontline person, as a waiter or a chef at Honest, you do not need to log into any other systems. You can do everything you need to do to do your job amazingly on Workplace. So you don't have to remember any more passwords. You don't have to remember any weird URLs or the name of systems. You can just do everything you need through bots and through custom integrations. That's, that's, where, we're, that's where we're heading. Yes, I like that. Daniel, anything to add? We're just continuing to iterate on on these new initiatives that we're putting out. You know, Craft Exchange, there's still so much more that we want to do with that. People Guardian, all of the, the work that we're doing on bots, you know, they're, we're crafting a product with that in a similar way to how we craft our, how we've crafted our beef or our chips. You know, the principle that we want to operate by is that we're going to continue to chip away at something until it's perfect. I think that gives us a a good good approach to workplace to make sure that we're remembering that it's 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 never done. So yeah, continuing to to iterate on those new initiatives, making them better, and just to ensure they really you know deeply bed into the way that Honest Burgers operates and and how Honest Burgers feels as a com- as a company to work for and to be a part of, you know. And there's, and then there's new things coming. We're thinking about onboarding again. We think there's loads of amazing stuff that we could do through Workplace to make that experience even more amazing, which is a, it's a really nice thing to be thinking about, that we actually might be hiring people again. Continuing to just drive great behaviours, I think there's, there's always opportunity to encourage people and remind people that when to use groups and when, when to use chats and where to put stuff and, and how to use video calls and all that sort of stuff. And then just to make sure that we're continuing to bring a joyful experience to workplace as well, I'd say, you know, I think that is a real pillar of, of my of my role that I want to make sure that workplace continues to be not just a useful experience or not just an interesting experience, but it's actually like a really joyful experience for people. Yeah, and it's certainly a really exciting time to be doing this, you know, the 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 crisis that we're going through has just made us more laser focused um, on making that experience the best it can be. And we just um, announced last week that um, we, we got through the pandemic without making a single frontline redundancy. And uh, we just had uh, our people and ops director come out. They've done the maths and confirmed everyone who has a job now at Honest will continue to have a job at Honest in the future. And that is a great platform to then go on and build more joy. Um, you know, I, I, I add lots of complexity to workplace and Dan keeps me in check by being like, is this the best it can be from an experience perspective? And I think having that platform of everyone knows that their job is safe until, you know, next year is, is, is incredible. It is incredible. It's absolutely incredible. What you're doing is incredible. And Thank you so much for joining me, Daniel and Dub, and chatting with me today. I know I've learned masses about your workplace journey. Um, I hope that our listeners have enjoyed it as much as I have. So thank you so much for being our uh, first guest on our Pioneer cast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. It was great. Thanks so much for having us. We loved it. Oh, great. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Join the fabulous Nikki Dewberry next time, where she'll be chatting to Ennis Moore's Director of Culture, Internal Corporate Communications, Marcus uh, Elif Tariu. Catch you guys soon. Thanks again. Bye.